Hello, welcome to Tea Time with Marcella. Grab your favorite cup of tea or the beverage of your choice and join us as we dive into today's topic. I just want to talk a little bit about remember, recant, and return. I was reading Revelations, the second chapter and the third chapter, and Revelations 2, 5 says, remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. In chapter 2, verse 1, Jesus is walking in the midst of the seven churches. And they're called the seven golden lampstands. He's walking in the midst of of the lampstands, the churches. And he's holding the leaders, what we call pastors, he's He's holding them in his hand. It says he's holding the messengers or the angels in his hands. And it got me to thinking about, um, you know, how sometimes, well, I've been to um, quite a few churches that we fellowship with, our church fellowship with other churches. And so we've gone to quite a few, you know, different, churches, church buildings, uh, various congregations. And if you've ever visited a congregation that had wonderful social activities, the fellowship was outstanding. You know, they have a youth, youth ministry. They have singles ministry. They have seniors ministry, couples ministry. I mean, they just have an awesome... Uh, ministries, men and women's ministries. And they like serving food and giving care packages to the homeless, giving out care packages and scholarships to college students, giving food to the elderly or families in need, even single parent homes, single parents. And I mean, the outreach at that church was awesome. Volunteering was a great way to gain recognition in that congregation. But you know, sometimes evangelism wasn't that great. There was so much going on and the calendar was full of activities, but there wasn't much evangelism and there wasn't much of a prayer ministry. I see someone has joined. um, Philip... How are you? I'm good, thank you. You're welcome. I see you reading Revelation. Yes, I love uh-huh. I love to read the book of Revelations, and I'm reading at the beginning of it right now, and um, this just kind of uh, familiar, refamiliarizing myself with it. 
And as I was reading that verse, I also uh, read in the um, third chapter in the 20th verse, where it says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Uh-huh. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. And what I found so interesting about that, Philip, was that um, at the beginning, he's he's amidst he's in the midst of the churches. But at at that verse, he's on the outside knocking. Mm -hmm. He's not in the midst of the church. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that the, the door is open for anyone if they humble themselves. Yes. You know, um, yeah, you're right about that. Um, you know, if, if anyone opens the door, he would enter. But how would he open the door? Through humility. Right? Because... Um, it says in the Bible, he resists the proud. But sorry, I, I just walked upstairs. That's how I feel tired. But um, it's only through the, you know, like humility that we can have forgiveness of sins. You know, because a lot, well, well, actually, it's only through Christ. I take that back. It's only through, through Christ. Humility is the start. Yes. Humility is, is a start. And then comes Jesus. Humility means like, okay, God, you know, you're right and I'm wrong. You know what I mean? Like the, the scriptures tell us um, yes. that every man be a liar, but God be true. So, so we got to uh, come to that, come to that place where yes, Lord, um, without you, I'm wrong, you know, and, and you're right. And I do agree that homosexual is a sin or getting drunk is a sin. And lying is a sin. We must come to that agreement with the Lord. Because if we don't come to that agreement with the Lord, then we're not really coming to God. Because I, I did not come to God because I was happy. Like, oh, like, like I'm a good person and I came to God. No, the scripture says there's not one that is good. You know what I mean? So I, I came to God because I was broken. I came to God broken, not not like oh, like I grew up as a Christian, and this and that, this and that. It's not, it's not because I grew up as a Christian. You know, like there's a lot of people they say I've been a Christian all my life. So how did you came to Christ? Oh, I grew up as a Christian. I mean, is that what? It's just because you grew up as a Christian. You know, like that does not make you a Christian. See, I came to Christ because I, I I I was empty. You know, and I knew someone told me about the gospel. Someone told me that I sinned against a holy God and I deserve to die and go to hell. And what, and that made me think like, wow. So like I, but me, I always believe there's a God. I always believe there's Jesus, but you know, I was so full of pride about myself. You know, it's, you know, pride. I had a lot of pride in my heart. And I just, uh, you know, it was so strong in me, you know, it was so strong that I didn't want it to get it out, out of my system, you know, and it's just like, you know, so I, I just, you know, so, I, you know, 
Yeah, I, 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 like I said, I did not come to God because I was broken. I came to God because, I mean, I did not come to God because I was happy. <laughs> like, oh, like, I'm happy to come to Christ. No, I came to God broken. You know, and I, and I cried out to God and I said, Lord, have mercy on me. You know what I mean? Like, God, have mercy on me, you know? And, and so I, you know, I just, I give it all. You know, I, I give it all I had. You know, I, I give up my friends. I had a, a lot of old, I have a lot of friends. Let me tell you something. Uh, they weren't really like my friends, but I give up on my, I give up my old friends. I give up on a lot of things. And the scripture tells us if you want to follow me, you must hate your life. So I hate, I hated my life. I, I give up my old friend, but I still talk to them sometimes about Christ. I still talk to them, but not me, you know, but you know, sometimes it's up to them if they want it or not. You know what I mean? I don't force anybody. But, like, I actually give up on them, you know, because they're leading me to the wrong path. And now I know why David said, um, he said, he said, um, blessed is a man that does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. So I learned that I need to find healthy friends, like good friends that will lead me to the right path. See, those are your true friends. Those are your true loved ones. The fake ones are the ones that um, look like the world and act like the world. The Bible says, if any man loves the world, right? Neither do not love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in them. You don't need those type of friends that act like the world or look like the world. You need friends that are separate, like they're separate. That's those are the type of friends you really need. You know what I mean? Yes, um, what we need to do is to remember where we have come from. We need to repent and then return. So tonight, that's what we're talking about in verse 5. It says, remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. So even though we have all these things going on, and even though there some people may have some some issues with humility, we may have issues with pride, we may have some issues, the first thing that we need to do is to remember where we have come from, repent, and then return to where we first began. You know, um, that love that we once had, that that uh, desire to to know God, we need to return to that. And there are so many things that's distracting people today. You know, there's so many activities, um, and they're great. You know, I, I enjoy um, the activities that's on the calendar. But the main thing that we should be desiring is a personal relationship with the Lord. You know, evangelism, evangelism, evangelism is okay, but um, without the love for the Lord and without craving for the Lord, you're not successful in your evangelism. You know, the youth ministry is is great. It's you know gives our children something to do, 
But unless we're teaching them about Jesus and his love and what he did on the cross for us and what he did when he got up from that grave, then, you know, it's the youth ministry is not being successful. I mean, you know, it can be successful with the things that we do, but true success comes in our love for the Lord Jesus and for the things that he has done for us. And so, yes, I believe that when when we love the Lord, we have a humility. We have Uh a desire for him, you know? Uh So, yes, I agree. I enjoyed what you said. Yeah, I appreciate that because... Because in the past, I used to thought money was everything and women was everything and, you know, and drugs was everything. But but when someone told me about Jesus Christ, right, that that uh-huh. changed everything. That The, the Lord yes. just like opened, that changed everything. Now I realize that the main purpose why we're here is not to uh, go after sin, you know, because the reason why they think that because they see, right? They see that. You mind if I could come back in, if that's okay? Can that's I? That's fine. Uh, are you, okay, I'm so sorry about that. I just, because uh, I got it's like okay. two seconds, Lord willing. So, you know, I have experienced, I'll be, I'm going to bring you back in, Philip. I haven't forgotten about you. I have experienced being a success on my job. I've experienced the dream home. I've experienced uh, the mega church where um, there's different activities going on, different things on the calendar. There's a great outreach ministry, you know, but without a fervent love for the Lord, a fervent, uh, passionate love for the Lord, it's all useless. It's not it's not benefiting anything. So um, I want the Lord to use me. I want the Lord to be a strong desire in my life and a strong desire in my heart. I want to I want to make sure that he's the main focus of my life, not the job, not the money, not the home, you know, not the great outreach ministry. I want him to be the main focus in my life. Philip, are you there? Amen. Yes, I'm here. Thank you for inviting me in. I appreciate that. Yeah. And that's the whole point of the body of Christ. You know, the body of Christ, you know, is for saints. You know, is to edify each other. Is to grow each other. You know, and if we're not doing that in our in the church, then, then that's not the right church to go to, you know, because a real friend will lift you up. That's why the Bible says, humble yourself before the Lord, and he will lift you up. The Lord will lift you up, you know, not lift you down. The scripture also you know? says that iron sharpens iron. Exactly. And if we're and not with- doing that in the churches, if we're not, uh, all scriptures, sorry to cut you off. It says in the Bible, all scriptures is God's breath and it's useful for teaching, rebuking, and correcting. Mm-hmm. Reprove, right? Reprove, right? And so there, right? So there's, I, I don't mind people correcting me. You know, I don't mind. You know, if, if you know, 
that's why when I, you know, I don't, I don't mind, you know, because if someone correct me, you know, I'll be glad. Wow. Thank you for correcting me. You know, thank you for correcting me. Like, don't be sad about it. You know, be glad. You know, if the church is only about activities and that's it, I mean, there's not wrong with like, you know, inviting people over, but if they're, if they're stating the same and they're not willing to change, then what's the point of having these activities? You know what I mean? The whole yes. point of gathering and fellowshipping is to change. The, the whole point of the body of Christ is to, is, is to, you know, um, come together, come, come together. You know, for the Bible says in the book of Acts, they would, they would fast and pray and, and fellowship together day yes. and night. It's not just yes. on Sundays. Some people think that, oh, I go to church on Sundays. No, it's not just on Sundays. We, we worship the Lord every day. We we're supposed to talk to each other mostly every day. You know but what you I know mean? what, Philip? You know what? Prayer ministry is the least attended um, thing in the church. I mean, everyone wants to come to all the different activities and the outreach programs, and that's great, you know. But the prayer ministry, I've been to mega churches where you go – you know, they invite our church over to their church and we go over and we join in with them for prayer and five people out of our church and maybe five out of their church show up. And you've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people in the church that show up for activities, but nobody shows up. Very few people show up for prayer, you know, <laughs> and that I wonder yeah, about that sometimes. That's, That's not right. That's not right. And, you know, they have two yeah. services maybe on Sunday, but people would rather attend choir practice or another outreach program than to come to prayer. And Jesus was a great example of prayer. He was a great example of a relationship with our Heavenly Father. Well, I hope that you have been encouraged and enlightened. Tune in next week for part two of Remember, Repent, and Return.